Hey there, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Stay Thinking. I am your host, Felicia K, and um, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I had to take a couple of weeks off. Why? Because life happens. Um, but good news, though, I'm coming back with something. I created an email address. So um, for all my little loyal listeners, listeners, thank you. Um, send me your comments, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, send me your suggestions, send me your questions. Um, overall, I would just love to engage with my listeners on another, on another level. Um, and the email address is she stay thinking at gmail.com. That's she stay thinking at gmail.com. So hit me up, slide in my DMs, hit me up y'all talk to me. Um, but, um, yeah, so, like like I said, life happened. Um, part of this thing was um, I sat to take my LSW exam, which is for to become a licensed social worker. And so I had been studying for this for months, and it was the time was so approaching. And so I kind of just buckled down and let go of some things and did some intense studying. Um, and so after studying for months on end, I took it, test day finally came and, um, I took it and I failed it. Yep. I failed it by 10 points, major, major punch in the gut. My mind instantly flooded with a rush of mixed emotions. None of them being positive. Um, and so I, I had a moment. I had, I definitely had a moment in the bathroom of that testing center. Um, and, you know, but soon after, I gathered myself together, called my lift ride, and went on home. And so I definitely had to take the time to process this. And in that process, I came across some very important conclusions. Conclusions that motivated me and also humbled me. And it was just so simple. My conclusions was be patient, trust the process, and continue to develop and work on your craft in the meantime. And so, but it, I'm not saying it like this just happened overnight. Prior to me drawing these conclusions, I had to pay attention to the signs, y'all. The signs. And when I say signs... Well, let's, let me say, um, usually, like, in my prayer and meditation and my communication with God, I ask for signs to give me confirmation or denial about whatever it is on my heart at the moment. And so um, I just kept having these experiences that involved patience, and it just seemed like a variety of them. And it's just like I had to, within those situations, I had kind of had to pick and choose which one was worth waiting for. That was the moment that it hit me, but that was like my major aha moment. And so, um, my little experiences I had, one of my first ones was that I was at work and I was at the copy machine and typically it does like this self-check thing takes a few seconds, but this time it was unusually long. Like this self-check took about 10 good minutes and that's definitely unusual, um, and so I didn't have no choice but to wait. And so in that little waiting time, it, it had me thinking about patience. And it had me thinking about, <laughs> I don't really have a lot of it. Um, it has diminished over the years, but that's another 
that's another another that I'm working on. Um, and then another time was I experienced three long lines at the drive-thru. Like, first of all, like another unusual occurrence. I don't really mess with the, the fast food like that a lot. Sometimes I just do it for convenience. But just these times was just back to back and it was necessary. But it took all day. And so one of those times I was able to dip out. The other two times I was stuck. Another time I, that I had to wait. And so the last time was when I decided to hang out with my girl one night. And I had to meet her at her crib. And so typically I'm the friend that showed up late. But she was the one that showed up late. 45 minutes late. Now that was unusual for her. Needless to say, as a millennial, if things are popping on time, I'm quick to head home and cozy up with my essentials. And so that's what I did. I had waited. And in that time, I became uninterested. And besides, it was late, like really late. Um, So I, I may have felt different in the daytime, but who knows? And so I say all of that to say all of these experiences have one common thing, which is waiting. All of them had me waiting, but some of them I had control over, some of them I didn't. And so it that allowed me to examine my waiting style. Like, how do we wait? Like, how do you wait? And it, that means just asking some questions, asking yourself, am I patient? Like I said, I can't be better at it. Um, is what I'm waiting for worth waiting for in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of life and what I'm doing with my life is, is what I'm waiting for really worth it. And in this case is my career, my career moves and everything. So yes, it, to me it is. And also ask yourself, does this waiting period require stillness or should you still be making moves? Cause sometimes when we wait, we are required to sit still and listen to that inner voice that we have in us and speak to who we acknowledge as our higher power. And so, and sometimes we have to do that. And other times we still have to keep on moving. We still have to keep on pushing. So evaluate that. Evaluate whether your waiting period requires stillness or making moves. These are crucial, crucial questions um, that you should ask yourself. And then I ask myself and... It like it's like I said, it leads to an aha moment, and so these signs combined with other people's testimony testimonies that I heard put me back on track. So, um, it I just came to the conclusion of trust the process, be patient and expectant, and your labor will bear many many fruits. Like you don't put in work for, to not produce anything, and so. Um, yeah, a value, a very valuable lesson that I've been learning. And it's crazy because I like when things align. I'm actually reading this book right now called, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And this book, man, let me tell y'all this. Well, the full title is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life by Mark Manson. That last part was in, important because that counterintuitive part is very important. But anyway, this book is right on time with life. And so it's, it's straight up. It's no chaser. It's for the weak and the real. It's not for the weak. And it's for the real. 
And so some of the things that I came across during this period in my life while I was reading this book was one of the, some of the things that a couple of things that stood out to me was um, he said that we always have the option to choose. He said that whether we recognize it or not, we always have that right to choose, even if that something really even if, even if an event, something really shitty happens to us, we still have the responsibility of choosing how we interpret the meaning of the event and choose a response. And so, essentially, we choose the values we live by. We choose the metrics in which we measure those things by or measure things, period, by. And we choose what we ultimately care about, if we care about anything at all. And so, in relation to my test, I had to choose not to wallow in my own sorrow. And it's expected for a moment. Yeah, you have to experience the pain and go through it. Yeah. But at some point, you got to get up. Like, sis, get up. You know? And so I had to choose to end my sorrow. And the things that I have to look forward to motivated this choice. My mind stays consumed with all types of stuff. And I don't have no room for for no sorrow right now. And so... That kind of led off into another little rant because it's like, I kind of got angry after that because it's like, I sit up and like, that test was long and exhaustive, y'all. It was long. But, hey, my my woe was with like, like, how do you, I don't know, that's a whole nother rant about these licensing exams and everything. It's necessary, but I do have some issues with it. So, that, it just kind of had me thinking of that as well. But overall, you choose, choose wisely what you want to give a fuck about choose it wisely and then another point that mr manson made in his book that came right on time for me was about assessing your self-awareness right so asking yourself those hard-ass questions that has the complicated answers being real with yourself you know what type of values do you hold where do they come from manson states that Our values underlie everything that we are and everything that we do. So everything that we think and feel about a situation ultimately comes back to how valuable we we perceive it to be. So if what we believe, if what we value is unhelpful or if what we consider is a success or a failure is poorly chosen, then everything based upon those values will be out of whack. The way you think, your emotions, your feelings, everything. Ain't none of that going to be on point. So it's like, don't be afraid to sit with yourself and ask yourself these hard questions. It's difficult to be honest, but it's worth it. And I think I've said this before, but it's always, always, always worth saying it again. Because we should always be working to improve ourselves. We should always be working to um, not be stagnant and pick up or new pers- pick up new perspectives and gain new insights. And you know, sometimes, you know, it, it's just very important to growth. Period. Like you're not growing if you remain stagnant, especially in regards to something that has a deep impact on your life. And so, um, in this instance, we're asking the hard questions. I had to, I asked myself, like, why was I so upset that I failed? It may seem like a silly question because it's like, duh, don't nobody want to fail a test. But it's a real one. And I knew that answer 
will lead me to re to reevaluating what it is that I want and how much am I willing to work for it. And so the book suggests the same thing uh, that I pretty much that the same thing I pretty much do in in regards to um, starting start, even starting answering those difficult questions. You have to start somewhere, and so start by thinking about something that's bothering you. Then ask yourself, why is this thing bothering you? And then in, in, most, ca- in most cases, like my case, it was due to a failure. It's usually due to a letdown or some negative event, mostly. And then take that failure or event and ask yourself, why, why does that seem so true to you? Why, do you? why is it such a failure to you? Why do you believe that it's a failure? What if it's not really a failure? What if you're just looking at it the wrong way? Think about reframing the situation and changing the narrative. Reframing is thinking like, okay, well, I know I failed this test, but maybe it's just a stepping stone. And, you know, I was so close. And so I'm not going to give up. Maybe I just need to tweak this section section a little more. or Maybe I need to focus on this a little more. And so just kind of look at it like, okay, or maybe it's just not the time right now. So it could be anything. But looking at it differently is a start. It's definitely a start. And like I said, it's kind of like changing the narrative. Instead of looking at it as a failure, just looking at it as more practice. Okay, so I practiced for this first round. This next go-round is definitely going to be good. Why? Because I already kind of flexed that muscle. It's a little stronger, and I could keep it. I could keep it moving. So think about that. Think about that, y'all. Um, it's it's definitely been real with y'all. Um, and so just reframe the situation, change the narrative, trust your process, right? Trust the process, y'all. Be patient. And so these are the things that have been on my mind and on my heart lately. And I just want to share it with you all. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there because I said enough. Just think about it, y'all. Think about it. And um, don't forget, send me an email. Hit my line up. It's shestaythinking at gmail.com. Peace. Love and I'm out.